Do you want to sit in the top seat or do you want to? I will stand. You will stand. You are welcome. Yeah. <laughs> As we heard from Kumbi this morning, when you are saying we are keeping on with these four things that we are doing, we are keeping on with these four things that we are doing. So in this one, we are doing prayer. So I would like us to read uh, from the, the book of Acts from chapter 2. From verse 42. Yes, yeah, we They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts. Praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. In these verses, we are introduced to, to the first church plant ever. As we look to her, the church. How did they do life together? As Adam has read for us now, the Bible says they devoted themselves to apostles' teachings. They were always together. They fellowshiped together. They break bread together. They prayed together. I hope you realize that I, I used the name together on everything. So, you can see that they were doing life together. And in this group, we are going to talk about prayer. And I would like to, first of all to start by saying what is prayer. A prayer is the spirit.
communication between God and us. Why am I saying it's a spiritual thing? Because our Father God is holy. And we are his children. And we are in the spirit when we are praying to him. Again, it's a two-way relationship. You cannot just pray, brother, and make a long list without waiting and hearing what is the father saying. So we pray and also we listen to what he's saying to us. And also prayer to God is like a child talking to his father or her father. I think you can tell this one, she doesn't even see that we are in the meeting, she just eats the chips, she just doesn't care. So the child is like dead to the dead. He comes or she comes and asks everything. And she does that because she trusts or he trusts her father or his father. And also prayer is a powerful weapon that we attack and defeat the spiritual forces of evil. Remember in the book of Ephesians chapter 6 from verse 10, Chapter 6, verse 10. Yeah. Uh, chapter 6, Where Paul is saying, put on the full armor of God. He mentions that our fight is not against flesh and blood. We fight with the spiritual things in the, in the heavenly realms. So you and the children of God who have been given the sword with the, 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 the prayer which is the, the, the weapon that we fight with. The other thing that I want us to look at is why do we need to pray? We imitate Jesus. Because Jesus all the time, if you read in the Gospels, he always goes aside by himself and praying to his Father. Because we are Jesus' followers, so we imitate him. We also pray to show our fully dependent on God. Because with our own power, we are nothing. But when we pray, we show that God, I'm depending fully on you. And also with prayer, we demolish the strongholds in our lives and the lives of others. 
for an example, if someone's got uh, the stronghold that we know, or maybe he or she confessed to us, we don't come and beat the person, but we use this weapon, the prayer, to demolish that stronghold. And the the reason again, why do we pray? Prayer transforms lives. Because my life can be transformed by my prayer to God and the prayer of others. With prayer also, we set others free. With prayer also, we unlock others and when we pray truthfully. Remember I said prayer is the weapon that God gave us. In my own personal life, I've seen prayer changing situations. But also, I'm still praying for the things that I haven't seen any change on them. Like for instance, I made an example of my son Elvis. Because my son is not working with God at the moment. But I'm still praying for him and asking God to restore him. Because I know that God has got that power to bring him back. I cannot fight with him like, come on, come to church. I cannot do that, but I'm trusting God and praying. I believe all of us we have our own testimonies that God has done something when we are praying. Or maybe you are still praying that you haven't seen any change. I really want to encourage you don't stop praying. Don't only pray when things are going well. Pray always. Don't pray when things are tough only. Pray always. And I don't know about you, but for me, if I'm bringing something to God in prayer, I feel relieved. Because now the burden which was on my shoulder, just give it to Jesus. And what I want to say to you is that he is faithful. Amen. Amen. I'm going to hand over to, to Adam. Morning, everyone. Last week I was praying that we would get a warmer room this week. <laughs> Unfortunately, it wasn't answered yet. 
But we're still trusting. We've heard now um, what prayer is and why it's important. And I've just got four points in another topic, which is how do we pray? But the four points is also a lie because in one of my points, I've got another four points. So we've got eight points to get through quickly. But before we have the eight points, I've got one point. And that first point is prayer is a privilege. That we are able to speak to the creator of the earth. The creator of us. And that he cares to listen. So it is a privilege that we can talk to him. And come to him as we are, as children of God. So my first proper point in how do we pray is acceptance. One, that we are accepted as children of God. And that God accepts us as we are. Not to leave us there, but to bring us through sanctification. But it does not matter how we come to him at the start. Because of what Jesus has done on the cross. It's not because of what we've done. But because of what Christ did, our relationship has been restored. In Philippians 3 verse 9. It says, and be found in him. Not having righteous, a righteousness of my own that comes from the law. But that which comes through Christ. And the righteousness of God that depends on faith. We are accepted because of what Jesus did on the cross. We can pray to God because we have Jesus' righteousness on us. We are clothed in his righteousness. So therefore we must accept that and know that we are accepted and we don't need to achieve certain goals just to be able to come and pray. So that no matter how good our day has been, or how bad our day has been, we can pray to God. My second point is structure. How do we pray with structure? Sometimes I can admit that prayer can be difficult. Funny enough, usually when I'm having a bad day. But there's some things in the Bible that we can pray into that help us um, align with God's uh, purposes and plans. 
And Jesus teaches us how to pray in Luke 11. Luke 11, 1-4 says, Now Jesus was praying in a certain place, and when he finished, um, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us how to pray. As John taught his uh, disciples. And Jesus said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be thy name. Your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins. For we, for we ourselves forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And lead us not into temptation. Now that doesn't mean every time we pray, we must pray that prayer exactly. But it does help us when we're struggling to pray to have a structure. Firstly, Father, hallowed be thy name. We must remember who we are praying to. He is a friend of ours. But he is also holy. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the beginning and the end. So we must not forget that he is holy as well as our best friend. And it is a privilege to be able to pray to him. So remember when we pray who he is. Secondly, it says your kingdom come. We must remember it's God's will. It's not a, a Christmas list where we ask for all these things that we want. But remember, prayer aligns us with God's purposes, not the other way around. So remember to pray for His will to be done in your life. And it says, give us this day our daily bread. We can, of course, pray for breakthrough and for the needs in our lives. For me, every day, I pray for my business. I pray for sales and I pray for my employees. Because I know without prayer, my business will fail. But handing it to God, I know that he will break through for me. And sometimes it might not be in ways that I expect. Number four is forgive us our sins. Ask for forgiveness. And also forgive others. There's so many things in this life that can hinder our prayer lives. 
When we sit down to pray and we've got hundreds of different things going through our minds. A guilty conscience is one of those. So repent in front of God. But also forgive those who have done wrong to you. Try to leave those things behind. So that's the structure on how we can pray if we're struggling to know where to start. Third, is perseverance. Sometimes it is difficult to pray. But persevere. Your heart will catch up. And, and you will see breakthrough one way or another because God is faithful. But don't always expect it to be in the way that you think it will be. <laughs> Lastly, we must be thankful that we can pray. <laughs> because without Jesus, we wouldn't have been able to pray to God. Like this. He gave his life so that we could be saved and our relationship with God could be restored. We didn't deserve it, but he gave it anyway. So lastly, just to just to say what Kumbi was saying this morning. Pray without ceasing. Pray for yourselves. Pray for your parents. Pray for your families. Pray is very powerful. Amen. What are you saying? What are you saying? We still have lots of time. Fifteen minutes. Or do we need to be back for twelve? Or? He said quality. No, we're not about to work about our boats or anything can touch happen. Any questions? Or else we are going to ask you questions so that you can talk. Thank you.